the only program dedicated to currency events. You're listening to the WBBM Noon Business Hour. The latest report from Charles Schwab shows the company added more new accounts in the first quarter of 2021 than in all of last year. And it's uh, pretty significant here. You're talking about millions of new accounts that have been added. A lot of people taking those stimulus uh, checks and beginning trading for the very first time. And that, of course, is leading to literally billions of dollars flooding into the markets. Let's talk with Mark Hulbert about it, investment columnist for the Wall Street Journal, Barron's and MarketWatch.com. Uh, Mark, Charles Schwab alone, several million new accounts. Well, that's right. And I understand from what they reported this morning that that's more than all the accounts, the new accounts they added in uh, 2020. So we're definitely seeing, now of course I'm biased because I believe this market's overvalued, but I think we're seeing the blow-off stage of a, of, a, of, a, of a bull market. It's been forever thus. Typically the retail investors are the last ones to the party, and then of course they're the ones left holding the bag when the, the market drops. And I'm afraid something like that is being set up. Uh, set up again now. One other statistic in this regard that's interesting is that Robinhood, which of course is the well-known uh, discount brokerage app that people are, especially uh, the millennials, are using a lot, they added over 3 million accounts, or at least that's an estimate, in the month of January alone. So even though the Schwab statistic is overwhelming, it looks like Robinhood even beat them in one month rather than the three-month quarter. Yeah, it almost seems like that's going to have to make some of these other brokerage firms think about how they offer cryptocurrency because there's clearly a demand. Well, that's right. So, you know, that, that it's it's what it, I don't know how we might put it, it's sort of like a fear of missing out. That what happens is that people just keep piling on because they see it going up. They don't think it really necessarily makes sense. They can't come up with a fundamental justification for the prices continuing to go up, but they do. And so people feel like they, they have to jump on board. Many, many people have been in the market for a long time. I've noted that uh, advisors note that among their clients, it's far harder for those clients to withstand not being in the market when the market's going up than it is to lose money when everyone else is losing money. It's the fact that others might be getting rich when you're not is just absolutely intolerable. <laughs> yeah, it drives people crazy for sure. Thank you so much. That's Mark Hulbert, investment columnist for the Wall Street Journal, Barron's and MarketWatch.com, joining us on the McGrath Lexus Business Line. This is Chicago's all-news station, News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. I'm Cisco Cotto. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. Mayor Lightfoot calls for action in the aftermath of the police shooting death of 13-year-old Adam Toledo. The prosecution and defense have finished their cases at the George Floyd murder trial. Technology Thursday, the direct listing of Coinbase signals a sea change moment for the cryptocurrency industry. Also on the tech beat, the Chinese government has implemented artificial intelligence for mass surveillance of its citizens. Wall Street stocks doing pretty well. The Dow is up 261. The Nasdaq is up 162. And the S&P is up 41 points. Oil is up right about a third of a percent. Partly sunny skies in Chicagoland. High of 53. Right now it's 50 degrees. Mayor Lightfoot is asking for calm just hours before the video showing police fatally shooting 13-year-old Adam Toledo is to be released. I want to ask again that everyone tuning in uh, right now Think first and foremost about Adam Toledo, about what his family is enduring every single day since they learned of his passing. And I also ask that each of us 
give them space to breathe. No parent should ever have a video broadcast widely of their child's last moments. The Toledo family and the city released a joint statement saying they agree all material should be released. They also asked people to express themselves peacefully. Both the prosecution and defense have rested their cases in the murder trial of former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin. Before resting, defense attorney Eric Nelson had to announce whether Chauvin would testify. I have repeatedly advised you that this is your decision and your decision alone, right? Correct. Chauvin made the decision. I will invoke my Fifth Amendment privilege today. Judge Peter Cahill asked, Is this your decision not to testify? It is, Your Honor. All right. Tape from Court TV. The risks for Chauvin were high. If he testified, prosecutors would cross-examine by using the video of the arrest of George Floyd and force Chauvin to explain why he kept pressing down on Floyd. But the jury could have also heard any remorse or sympathy he might feel. Closing statements are expected Monday. I'm Ed Donahue. A reminder, Odyssey is your new home for all the audio that matters to you. Download the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, to listen to WBBM anytime. It's 1233. Money Talks as the WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. The Noon Business Hour is presented by Republic Bank of Chicago. Markets doing pretty well today. The Dow up 266, NASDAQ up 165, and the S&P is up 40. Let's see what's going on. Brian Perry is here, senior editor at BrianPerryInvesting.com. Brian, what do you make of what you're seeing on Wall Street today? Well, it's a, it's a good day, generally speaking, Cisco. You've got very good leadership here from the FANG stocks, you know, whether it's uh, Apple, Google, Amazon, Netflix, um, you know, just right down, right down the page. And that's been uh, guiding the market higher here, based, uh, you know, they make up such a big component of the um, Nasdaq as well as the S and P 500. So there's good leadership there, but it's also spilling over into other parts of the market here. The, the commodities are trading higher here. Copper's having a good day, and uh, just the general tone of earnings season has been good. There's a little profit taking here going on in the financials because they ran up hard into these numbers, uh, you know, posting great numbers. But at the same time, uh, much of that was priced into these stocks. So you're seeing some, uh, you know, spilling on the news. Which is um, that's fine, but more interestingly enough, what's going on here is we've had this really strong inflation data here coming up recently. Whether it's producer prices up one percent month to month and seven and a half percent annualized rate, consumer prices were up point six month over month. They're running at a three point six annualized rate for the last six months, and then um, then we've also got you know uh, retail sales up nine point eight percent you know for March. That's just huge, and so we've got these strong data points. But at the same time, today bond yields are falling. And that's a real counterintuitive situation there, uh, which I find to be most interesting because it seems as if there's um, a general feeling that, you know, either the economic growth rate from all this, um, uh, in, you know, um, infrastructure spending and stimulus spending by the Fed is going to somehow peak in the second quarter. Uh, there could be some, you know, more uh, geopolitical uh, tension with China. There may be a correction period for the stock market coming, you know, sell in May and go away type of an attitude. The Fed may have to pull forward some of its uh, asset purchases, uh, you know, from uh, where they've been guiding it out to 2023 and maybe you know, having to bring that forward and maybe tapering. And then inflation may be pressures may be easing uh, and adhering to the Federal Reserve's view that they will indeed be transitory. So all those things are in play, but there was also a big short position going into some of these numbers for the bond market here. So, uh, the, you know, the yield back down to 1.55, that's very favorable for stocks. Now, the, the only 
you know, yellow flag out there that I see right now is watching the dollar. The dollar is losing value. And it's, uh, you know, a back down testing some key support area, which is the DXY. So that's going to be something that people will be watching to see how much. But again, the Treasury put out $271 billion worth of new debt this week, and the market soaked it up well. Um, so, the, you know, so far, so good. And earnings season is just getting started here. And we should. Um, it's more about the guidance going forward than about the numbers that they're going to print. And I think we're going to have a very good, robust earnings season here. And how much of that is uh, going to carry higher? S&P at 4166, we could see 4200, maybe 4250 before we run into some, you know, some headwinds about how far the market you know, can run here into this earnings season before taking some profits. But other than that, it's, it, the tone is good. Thanks for the analysis. Really, really good stuff. Market's doing pretty well today. That's Brian Perry, Senior Editor at BrianPerryInvesting.com. Just ahead, Technology Thursday, the public debut of Coinbase is an eye-opener. Your daily transaction for useful information. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's Technology Thursday on the Noon Business Hour. Yesterday's public offering of Coinbase being hailed as a watershed moment for cryptocurrency. Joining us on the McGrath Lexus Business Line, Michael Palumbo, founder of MJP Capital, author of the book Calculated Risk. Uh, Mike, good to have you on the show as always. So why is the public offering Coinbase now trading? Why is this a watershed moment? Well, good afternoon, Cisco, and thanks again for having me on. Uh, it's a watershed moment because it's the first big exchange that's basically just trades crypto uh, that has gone public, and its valuation is higher than every than any other exchange that's publicly traded. So you got the the Merck, which uh, those of us in Chicago know very well. Some people in other parts of the country don't, but. It has products in commodities and in, in, in everything, including trading Bitcoin futures. Its valuation is $74 billion. Coinbase valuation is over $80 billion. So literally it went public, and it's already valued higher than these institutions that have been around for a long time. Another one is the ICE exchange, which owns the New York Stock Exchange. That valuation $67 billion. So uh, Coinbase is higher than any of them. So that, that's why it's a watershed moment. It, it's just another uh, data point that shows that crypto isn't going anywhere. It's here, it's here to stay. It's a viable asset class. Uh, should Coinbase be the highest-valued uh, um, exchange in the, in the country? Um, that's up to the investors to decide. I'm not, I'm not really buying that completely, but that's what, that's what the market's saying. Well, and that's sort of along the lines of my question here is, okay, so you have Coinbase out there. If people want to invest in it, and a lot of people have, obviously, already, the stock's at 332 right now. Um, it's really difficult to predict. Everyone says crypto is here to stay, and yet we, we just don't really know what exactly that means, what it's going to look like in the long run. And and you know what? When I say here to stay, you know, not... <laughs> That, that's that's a that's a, that's maybe not the right word. I mean, it it is proving that it's it's viable. Um, you know, you have people like Jamie Dimon who've come out and said it was a fraud uh, a few years ago, and he's one of the brightest minds in corporate finance. Uh, you know, a lot of people have been skeptical, but it continues to go up in value as far as Bitcoin and all these other cryptocurrencies. Um, and and you know, you have Coinbase showing the viability. So. You can still say it's it's not it's not legitimate, um, and in the long run, in, in ten years, you may be right. But I, I'm just saying right now, 
the market is telling you you're wrong. And, uh, you know, it's hard to argue with a market when, when it's valuing these things at such high valuations. I mean, the, the market value of Bitcoin alone is approaching $1 trillion. The market value of crypto a total is $2 trillion. That's as much as Apple. So you can say, all right, well, is all of crypto worth as much as Apple computer? You could make a case for that because it's, it's a completely different asset class that a lot of people believe in. So it's, it's going to be an argument that's going to go on for a long time. But I'm just trying to give you both sides of it. And, uh, and, and, and the valuations, really, you just have to compare them to other, you know, other things like the market value of gold. So the market value of gold is $7.3 trillion. Should gold, the worldwide value of gold, be 10 times that of Bitcoin, which is like $700 billion? I'm just saying you can make an argument for both sides of that. Yeah, and you're right that the debate is certainly not going to stop anytime soon. Thank you so much for all the insight. Michael Palumbo, founder of MJP Capital. That's Technology Thursday. This time tomorrow, Entrepreneur Friday. And still to come today, a move by China's government to monitor its citizens. It's drawing global reaction. Making sense of your dollars. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's Technology Thursday. In this segment, we're taking a look at China's move to use artificial intelligence as part of a mass surveillance program involving its people. Shelly Palmer is here, CEO of the Palmer Group, host of the Strategy Hacker live stream at ShellyPalmer.com slash live. Shelly, uh, kind of give us a thumbnail sketch here of what China is doing. What aren't they doing, Cisco? Uh, <laughs> It, it this is George Orwell didn't didn't take this and that was scary enough. Nineteen eighty four doesn't go far enough. They are just basically planning to know everything about everybody in every possible way. It's fascinating. We, there are three worlds on planet Earth right now. You've got Europe where they don't have a tech policy, and the tech, tech policies they have are basically suing tech companies. You have the United States where we've got the rule of law and we're trying to figure out what privacy means. And you've got China where they just, the government has complete control of whatever they want to have complete control of. And so they can do literally whatever they want with AI, with all technology. And there are two things going on in China that I find spectacularly interesting this week. One is their uh, idea of surveillance, which is knowing everything about everybody using AI tools to do it. And two, is a fiat currency based on the yuan, which which would then allow them to create the most totalitarian government in the world, right? They would know everything about you, and they would also have your every ounce of your wealth on a blockchain that they control. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm perplexed. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a lot. And yet, I mean, there's there's been a lot of surveillance of Chinese citizens by the government. At least that's, you know, all the reports that we keep hearing. Is this just sort of the next level of that? It, it is. And you know what? I look, uh, this is a really difficult argument to do in two minutes on the radio. And it's actually a very hard argument to do uh, across the board. We have want wanted posters in our post offices in the old west right you go in the post offices of the bad guys they're on the wall pictures of them that's how you'll recognize who they are so the cops will think they know somebody they'll get a, a thermal fax in their squad car this is a picture of the person now it's on their smartphones or on their tablets how different is that from the computer determining that you're a bad guy i mean like where, where, where's the line it, if it's okay to put a picture in the post office 
what that that's primitive so that you know maybe it's up for a misinterpretation i'd much rather have a more accurate representation oh the computer will make a mistake the people people make mistakes too so it's like okay i don't understand that's a good conversation to have outlawing surveillance by ai completely by uh, just because all right i accept that but it's worthy of discussion right these are not subtle concepts but when you take it all the way all the way means you really you have privacy in the restroom and that's it yeah, right. And and who knows? Maybe they'll even find a way to take it away there. I don't know. Thank you so much. Always good to have you on. Shelly Palmer, CEO of the Palmer Group.